Well, hello, and thank you for downloading this podcast. We're back making podcasts. Busy week last week, didn't get to do any. Sorry, ah, you didn't miss them, did you? But the point is, there's some available now. So, get your ears around this. Enjoy. Just a little update on what's been happening to me. Just eating a date, and uh, I think I've got seeds stuck in my tooth. So, a little bit worried that that's going to turn into a plant. More on that story later. Meanwhile, I've been talking about the panic buying and who do you blame when it comes to panic buying because you know if, if everyone for the front pages are saying everyone's panic buying there is something within us that go do i need to do i need this where's where's all the panic buying happening it's you know probably evolutionary and it's all about making sure you have resources that can keep you going but i don't want to live in that world do we absolutely no problems with petrol until people go what petrol go on then <sighs> So, your hot take on it, welcome, 01708 Oh, it's been a while, let's take up the phones, hello. Good afternoon, Steve, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you, how are you? I think the world's gone nuts, I've never seen so many threats queuing up, special, and then there was nurses complaining because they can't get the hospitals, they, they, they can't get the food to the service stations, it's just absolutely cobble, isn't it? Well... Firstly, I mean, in some of that, though, not getting food to the motorway service stations might actually save us a lot of money because it's like five quid for a sandwich. Whew, yeah, so they yeah, can but, jog on. The, yeah, the nurses... What me is that nurses, nurses can't get to the hospital on time, you know, to look after the patients. Yeah. Well, I did see someone put on social media that key workers should probably get priority for petrol. Totally agree. Totally agree. What, yeah, what, I mean, what about broadcasters? Do you reckon radio presenters should get petrol first? Um... Ooh. Asking for a friend. Oh, that, that's that's going to be a typical. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you are actually you are actually giving information out to the motorists. I mean, yeah, not right now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, what? Yeah. A, a little are expanding the hundred shops, so there's going to be no shoppers at Christmas. And I'm trying to find out who started all this scare man in the first place. When little gets bigger, are we going to have to call them something else like middle? Uh, middle with a little. <laughs> well, I think we got to the bottom of that one. We've been talking about the panic buying. The various... You know, like, there's not a problem, but if people worry that there might be a problem, it causes a problem. There's probably a really long German word for it. There are... For most things, there are. Even some of their tube stations, the signs are bigger than the actual platforms. But Smudger gets in touch from Dagenham and says, Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon, Smudger. So, so there were rumours that Boris was thinking about using the army to get fuel to the empty petrol stations. So why didn't they get the army uh, in control to stop, and this is where it's in um, capitals, so probably shouting, stop the greedy, ignorant idiots, panic buying fuel and let those who really need it uh, so that they can go about and do their important jobs. Like our health workers, police, etc., etc., says Smudger. He says, my wife is a carer. What happens when she can't get any fuel to look after the very vulnerable people? Of course, she's just one of many in that situation. Good point. Well made, Smudger. But I bring us back to the other question. Do you think broadcasters should get fuel? Just wondering if that's... Can we make that a bigger issue? Could we... Maybe if someone's a radio presenter, they should <clears throat> maybe get some petrol. What do you reckon? I'd say write to your MP about it. Uh, you can email on air at time1075.net. What would you do if one of the radio presenters was stuck in traffic instead of being able to broadcast and you'd just get back to that music? Don't answer that question, actually. Just realised. You see this about Jeremy Paxman has suggested 
It says it seems to have appeared to have suggested that a woman's place is in the kitchen. <gasps> and then a man's place is in the shed. It's a lot harder to cook in the shed, though, anyway. Why does this salad taste all dusty? Sorry, I was in the shed. I had to make do with uh, what I got in there, which is basically spanners and an old brush. So. The ex-Newsnight host, 71, said, yeah, Come on, because that's normally what he shouts on University Challenge. Uh, I'm not being a sexist pig and observing that many women consider any male in the kitchen to be simply getting in the way. We all tend to gravitate towards our own domain. With men, it's usually the garden shed. This man has clearly never taken a phone into a toilet because that's half an hour of alone time. You can't lock the shed. That's the one room in the house that's got a bolt on the inside. Come on, Paxman, you're meant to be clever. Think it out. Oh, look at this text. From Bert says, Yes, Steve, you should get petrol first so that um, when we queue for petrol, listening to you makes us happy. That There you go. I've fished for that compliment for about an hour now. I say fished, it's borderline trawling. I was dropping a full net out there trying to wait for a compliment saying, yes, Steve, you should get some petrol. Uh, thank you, Bert, and you get to be my friend. So after really having to work hard to prize that compliment out of you, some people on social media are saying key workers should get access to petrol first. Do you remember in the early tw tw 2000s? How old am I? The You know when there was the petrol shortage? I remember I was working in the southwest at the time on a radio station. We were doing breakfast down there, and we we honestly got access to petrol during the petrol strikes. I feel terrible, but we were allowed. Oh, you've got to be able to go and do the broadcasting of your own. Because people who come up with these rules think broadcasters do serious stuff. They've not heard the kind of stuff I do. Imagine if I had to go to some sort of a hearing where people had to listen through to tapes of what I did, and like really. So you, you speak to a, an American correspondent pretending to know about showbiz just to do some terrible jokes. No petrol for you. You pretend that you're an alien sometimes. No petrol for you. And they'd have a really solid point, but it's up to you, isn't it? You, can, you could vote for having people like me getting petrol. Just say 0178-741075 to the phones, what do you reckon? Everybody's right. Yeah, I mean, that guy was right just now. You deserve to have the petrol before anybody else. That's what I keep saying. Because you do so much to, to make the world a better place. That's what I keep saying to people on four courts, and they keep shouting things at me that I can't broadcast. They're <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seven hours at 150 degrees. Gas mark seven, please. It's a song about cooking or something, isn't it? Don't really listen. Afternoon, I'm Steve. Uh, thank you very much for getting in touch on the cup. Now, I forgot we could have set up a very easy and silly phone in and texting thing when we were talking about Jeremy Paxman. It's all very well dealing with the big issues of the day to do with petrol. But Jeremy Paxman said that women like kitchens and men like sheds. And I do love the bit where he says, I'm not being a sexist pig, which is, you know, in the eyes of the beholder a bit, isn't it? He says, in observing that many women consider any male in a kitchen to be simply getting in the way. Implying that women don't have patience? Have you seen yourself on University Challenge? They ask a question where I don't even know if the answer's meant to be a monarch, a year, or a periodic table reference. And then if, if any of the students think about it for a second, you, come on! What are you rushing off for, Paxman? But it does lead us to the obvious phone-in that we could do. 
What's your favourite room? Because he reckons men like sheds, women like kitchens. We're doing what's your favourite room? Text 85222. Don't forget to show your workings as well. Start your message with the word time and tell me, what's your favourite room? Uh, You can email onair at time1075.net. This is exactly why a broadcasting experience like this will not get me any preferential treatment with petrol. Nick gets in touch and says, Steve, I spend a lot of time in my shared workshop, but I also love to cook in my kitchen. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, Nick, that the cooking is what in what should be done in the kitchen. It's not about who does it, because if you need to go into your shed and whip out your Black & Decker to deal with your cooking, I'm going to go as far as to say you've overcooked it. Simple as that. Um, keep more of those coming through, but it's time to get up to date with the world of entertainment news, as if talking about Paxman wasn't entertainment news, but it is. But for even more in the world of entertainment news, we're joined by my friend what knows about what he's talking about. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, nice to speak to you again. What have you got for us this time? Reality TV star Gemma Collins paid £700 for a steak. £700 for one steak? Did she buy it in the motorway services? No, it was £700 because it was covered in gold leaf. Why do people eat things that have got gold on them? No one in the history of ever has tasted something and said, hmm, mm, oh, needs more gold. But it's fancy. It's the golden tomahawk steak. For that much money, I want it to include an actual hawk. Do you know, I, I don't get it why people have gold in their diet. I don't even like drinking that Christmas J2O, you know, the one with the gold flecks in it. I don't want my big toilet to look more festive than the presents that I've wrapped. What a mix-up. So you wouldn't eat a £700 gold-covered steak even if you were offered one for free? No, I would not eat anything with gold on it in case I bring it back up. Oh, carrots everywhere. Oh, gross. Carrots, because the gold. Listen, I think we get away with that one. Thank you for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. Uh, just a little bit of coverage of something that we couldn't broadcast, but it was in the news. And the bit that you missed by listening to the podcast in the news was when our newsreader said... Instagram says it's porting the development of a version of its app for under-13s to give it more time to consult with parents. Do you reckon? <laughs> Look at that. Social media, notoriously bad for teens. And they were trying to make a version for the pre-teens that aren't even meant to be on it? Oh, meanwhile, how's that new version of heroin coming along? Fisher-Price, my first shoot-up. More on that story later. I've been talking about what's your favourite room. Because I was looking for one of those really easy phone-ins. What's the jingle? It's the easiest phone-in ever. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite room? After Paxman said, men like sheds, women like kitchens. And which room do you prefer spending your time in? Hi, Steve, says Smudger. Smudger here, says Smudger. Let's face it, uh, that uh, where it's where Paxman belongs, in his shed, because he's empty in the head. No. Have you seen? Have you seen University Challenge? I might not agree with what Paxman said on this, but I think it's amazing that he'll ask a question that I don't even understand the question, let alone be able to produce an answer. And then one of the students will get it slightly off, and he knows all that. No, that was three millennia before, blah, 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 blah. How does he know that? But he doesn't necessarily know his shed from his kitchen, does he? Uh, Smudger says, my favourite room is the kitchen, so that I can cook lovely food whilst listening to Time FM, providing I can still get the food from the supermarket. About that. Failing that, I'll just have to become a vegetarian and start eating the grass in my garden. 
At least I know I've got loads of that for now. Well, good luck surviving on, on the grass. I mean, call it a cleanse, and actually you'll be all right, won't you? Nick H gets in touch and says, I prefer the kitchen to the garage. Ooh, get Paxman on the phone. We've got new news for him. Nick says, I'm currently rebuilding my car engine and have it on the kitchen island so I can work on it, see the TV and reach the kettle without getting off my stool. Plus, as I've pointed out to her, my wife doesn't have to shout when dinner is ready. Although I do note she seems to be shouting a lot more in general since I started the rebuild. Hmm, we'll look into that for you, see if there's any causal links. We'll get a top team working on that for we'll, we'll, we'll find a solution, don't you worry there. Um, What's your favourite room in the house? Because Paxman thinks he knows. He reckons he could, if you're, if you're allowed to let him look, he could spot your gender and tell you whether you prefer the shed or the kitchen, according to Jeremy Paxman. But I'm, I'm calling shenanigans. Continuing what has sadly become a long-running feature on the show, what's in the papers that we'll be running out of next? Next, next. We heard a while ago it was your basic meats, and then fizzy drinks and can't remember what else there's, there's been loads of things what was the weird ones oh it was daffodils wasn't it do you remember when it was in the news that we might run out of daffodils and we were all saying oh no how will we cope oh not another year without daffodils but then it got a bit more serious because petrol and uh, fizzy drinks and all of that well in the news today look at this one apparently don't get your hopes too high about bonfire night fireworks firms say bonfire night and new year's eve might not go off with a bang because of import rules suppliers fireworks kingdom warns that stocks have been slashed by 70 percent oh no there won't be any fireworks uh, a spokesperson said oh oh which is roughly the same noise as they would have made if they saw the fireworks oh oh so somehow I think we'll cope. I mean, again, on the show we might do a how to make your own fireworks. Well, hang on, stay there. Can we do that next week? We'll do like one day we'll do a feature on how to make your fireworks at home. And then the next day we'll do how to do a field dressing and, and uh, redress a wound. Okay. They're shaking their heads, but I think we'll do it. And we're also asking for the famous people you've met. Hi, Steve, said Smudger. I once met the late, great Dudley Moore, who came in with his mum and dad at the butchers that I worked in many years ago. He stood there with a smile on his face and just nodded to us. Does that count as meeting someone famous? Yes, it flipping does. Dudley Moore, brilliant. A com an absolute comedy hero. I, when I first uh started working in the world of comedy his autobiography was one that i used to read sat on the tube reading autobiographies of comedians groucho bob monkhouse dudley moore they were the first three so excellently grace jones this is going to be a long walk around from grace jones to the what we're talking about but she's in a bond film wasn't she but also bond film they finally got the bond film out no time to release a film whatever it's called took a while didn't it but I think, I've not seen it yet, I imagine it's going to be better than watching old Bond films again, because I, not too long ago, watched the uh, the Timothy Dalton one. The, the, you know the one where he's he goes to Felix Leiter's wedding, and then some drugs cartel type person captures Felix Leiter and throws him with some sharks, and then in, like the storyline of it, is that this bad guy is dissolving drugs into petrol, 
moving them into countries and then they've found a way of extracting the drugs back out of solution and that's how they're making their money and if you watch that film now it makes no sense because you look at it thinking the petrol's worth more mate the show me a film where people are smuggling petrol inside their drugs that makes way more sense way more i'd sit there and watch that that's a bond film i think we can believe that was a long walk from playing Pull Up to the Bumper, wasn't it? Uh, if you'd like to get in touch and get a tune on, well, you can email on air at time1075.net. Afternoon, Steve, says Jane in Collier Row. Hope you're well today. I am cock-a-hoop. Um, decided not to go to the gym, says Jane today, as it would mean using precious petrol. Do you have petrol-powered stuff in the gym? You're meant to be lifting it on your own. Don't want to be uh, poo-pooing your regime there, but... If you go to the gym and then, you know, the, the lawnmowers that you do with a kettlebell, not actually meant to start a lawnmower. Word to the wise. Natalie Imbruglia was trending on Twitter last week and it uh, described the situation as saying that people couldn't believe how good she still looks on social media because she was on the one show or something, which is uh, interesting because of my little appearances on Late Night Mash on Dave. Someone tweeted something along the lines of, uh, I was the least attractive thing on TV. Thanks. Does it work like the total opposite ends? I mean, I'm no Natalie Imbruglia, so I'm aware of that. Thank you. Uh, while we're talking about famous people you've met, I've actually met Natalie Imbruglia. Back when I worked, you know, we talked about the petrol strikes back then, when I was working in the Southwest. Got to interview her, and she had a spot on her face. And at the time, she was like the face of L'Oreal or one of them. And I was like, hey, I've uh, uh, to show up with that now. But still, I'm aware of the fact she may well have had a spot on her face. But no one's ever said on Twitter she's the least attractive thing on TV. So, uh, you know, I get it. Jane says, hi, on the topic of meeting famous people. Um, well, I've served the swimmer Duncan Goodhue and Bross's dad, Alan Goss, many times at my bank branch years ago, back in the 1990s. He was a lovely man, even though I wasn't a fan of Bross at the time, but I didn't tell him. I'm presuming you didn't tell Alan Goss that you didn't like Bross. You could tell Duncan Goodhue. He wouldn't care, would he? I don't like bros. All right. As long as you don't have any problem with swimming, I'll be all right, mate. Sorry, I need to apologise. Look, I know we're interactive and we play your songs, and sometimes I pick songs and think, oh, and that'd be a nice song to play. Uh, but I stupidly and foolishly played Rain or Shine by Five Star. And if you are struggling without petrol at the moment, hearing a song by Five Star clearly must upset you if you've been affected by any of the issues raised by the name of that band then keep on queuing because i think that's what you're doing isn't it although is it are there as many problems as we keep hearing in the so-called mainstream media i think that's me am i the mainstream media 01708741075 hello hello matey hello there i have just driven down from strain yeah in, in scotland I passed 15 different petrol stations, only two of which were closed. I knew it. Now, can you tell me which ones? Because I reckon I could drive to Stranraer to get petrol. Seems all right. Backing onto the motorway and creating traffic jams for like 10 miles from each of them. Yeah. How long does it take you to drive down from Stranraer? Um, uh, five hours, 36 minutes so far. Right. So another that's... 40 minutes till I get home. So that's probably about a pet. It's like a tank and a quarter, I reckon. So if I if I set off now, I yeah. can get there in time to buy some more petrol, drive back, and then on the way back get some more by turning around and going back up there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I managed to get there on one tank. Okay. Well, I don't drive a tank, but I could get one. 
Oh, I'm not sure they're as fuel efficient as the Igo, but we'll see what... Okay, all right. What's your favourite room in the house? We should do that one as a phone more often. It's right up this peak, Steve, isn't it? Um, Bert says, all right, Steve, it's got to be the toilet. Could you play uh, Get It On by T-Rex? Is that what... I mean, if you're going in the toilet, you should have requested a longer song, but it's up to you because we're interactive. You can also get in touch by emailing onair at time1075.net. Another one of the things we're talking about, most recent famous people you've met, I met Tony Hadley yesterday for all of about 30 seconds. And a little bit of that time was him spent leaning... Talking, just whispering into like the ear of someone who then had to whisper back and go, Oh no, his name's Steve. And he's, Oh, hi, Steve, nice to meet you. And that is the appropriate level of recognition that I deserve, and I'm okay with that. It's really nice to meet him. He's a proper lad. He's a proper lad. Afternoon, Steve, on this topic of who have you met. Um, I met all three of the Bee Gees on two different occasions. Um, Robin Gibb on a third. Hey, what? okay, I'm confused already. Uh, I also met the late, great Eric Sykes says Philip in Rush Green. Is Eric Sykes in the Bee Gees? The, was it, what did he play? The Plank? The, um, thank you for that. And famous people you've met, you can give me a call on this as well. 01708741075. Let's take it to the phones. Hello. Hello, mate. Yeah, it's John in Sidcup. Hello there. Yeah, Talking about his famous people. Yeah. Uh, where can I start? I used to work up Kensington and Chelsea. I met the bo- both James Bonds. Both? Uh, There's Roger, more than two. You know, Roger Moore, he was, he was a really nice fella, big lump he was. <laughs> uh, but uh, I met um, one who plays the Queen, what's her name now in the film? Um, uh, my memory's going a bit because I'm getting a bit old. I mean, which, it, which Queen? The current one? Y- yeah, she plays the Queen in the films. Uh, I'll see her and the woman who does um, Wish You Were Here. Helen Mirren and Wish You Were Here was... Oh, you're testing my brain now. Some and one more famous one, and you'll you you tell me off for forgetting about it. I met him in Colt Street. He's with his um, African wife. It's all African wife. Um, famous, real famous uh, singer. Um, little fella, odd eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that one, yeah, yeah. Little fella, odd eyes. This um, is a new feature where we should get you to describe celebrities, and people have to yeah, guess who yeah. you talk. Yeah. Um, Oh, he, 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 he done all the weird songs. He come from over my way, over South London way. <laughs> I got no clue. A little, a little fella. Um, little fella, big he wife. Recently died. Strange he Recently eyes. died a few years ago. Right. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's got a clue, then they can get in touch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, 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 it come to me in a minute. Yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, I met absolutely so many. I, I tell you, who I've met who sings it the road, Jack. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Ray Charles. Yeah, lovely man. <laughs> met him, met Barry White. Yeah, met them all. Brilliant. By the way, Judith Chalmers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got a new... I think you and me could work together. We should take that quiz all the way to Channel 5. That's tickled me something rotten. That. So we were chatting, trying to work out the celebrities. Um, and then... Right, so we've got some guesses coming through. Um, Smudge has called the email Who's Defella, which actually might be the name of the quiz when we take this all the way to Channel 5. Hi, Steve. The little man with odd eyes. Big wife. Little fella. Odd eyes. Did all that weird music. They were the clues that we got. It's the one and only David Bowie. Oh, Smudger. Spot on. Ten points to you. Who have we got here? 
Uh, African wife is David Barry, says uh, Gina. All right, you get 10 points as well. Hi, Steve. Laughing so hard. <laughs> African wife, odd eyes. Nikki gets it right. I feel like an absolute plum fool. I didn't work it out at all. Final word on the celebs you've met goes to Lloyd, who says, Hi, Steve. Re-famous people. I recount the story of uh, my wife sort of meeting a Hollywood star. We begin. It's very dramatic, this, isn't it? I just imagine the lights coming up, the curtains pull back. About ten years ago, myself and my wife, brackets Julie, went to see a show in the West End. We had tickets for a show, Boeing Boeing, a present for my wife's birthday. Oh, you mean Julie? We knew nothing about the show, but still looked forward to it. As we settled down in our seats during the show, an actress comes on. Think that's Danny DeVito's wife, says me. What's her name? Rhea Perlman, my wife informs me. I don't know why I gave you a higher pitch voice than your wife. Anyway, the interval soon comes round. We grab a couple of cold drinks. How much? He says in brackets. My wife, Julie, I remember her, has to go and powder her nose. She comes back to a seat and she says, I was... Oh, no, other voice. I was going to the toilets and this lovely guy let me through uh, the narrow stairs. Little guy. He was a Danny DeVito lookalike, my wife tells me. So I'm sitting there watching the second half thinking... Danny DeVito look-alike? You sure? His wife is in the show. Any chance it was Danny DeVito? How many 4 for 8 Danny DeVito look-alikes are there? At least seven, most Christmases. Um, so the show finishes, we come out, and who is walking out with several minders? Yes, Danny DeVito. My wife's brief encounter with a Hollywood star, not a look-alike. Regards, Lloyd. Thank you very much for that. That's good to remember. Short bloke, short wife, Danny DeVito. Short bloke, big wife. That's next week's quiz. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast, more importantly. There'll be more if you subscribe to wherever you found this. Follow me on social media, at Mr. Stephen Allen, you know, TikTok, Twitter, all of those. Till next time, bye.